everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we explore how resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea. It's absolutely, unequivocally required. This is your host, J.R. Briggs. And something exciting will be happening three weeks from today. Now, it's hard to believe it, but after three years of blood, sweat, and tears, the book that I've been working on, titled The Sacred Overlap, is finally going to be released into the world. I can't wait to share the message with the world and to share it with you. Now, in the lead up to the release of the book, one of the things that my publisher has created is an opportunity for the listeners of this podcast to be a part of the book launch team. What is a book launch team? This is an important team of people to help spread the message of this book with others on social media. And I want to personally invite you all to be a part of helping me get the word out about this book. And yes, there are perks and benefits to being a part of this launch team. You can find out more information about how you can be a part of this team by clicking the link in the show notes. I would be deeply honored and very grateful if you would help me get the word out about this book. There's also information of how you can join uh, this launch team on my Instagram page as well. Now, since we're talking about this creative project, I thought it would be important for us to spend some time in this episode addressing how do we as leaders who want to be resilient cultivate the creative process in our own lives. And we've talked about how creativity is a muscle, uh, resiliency is a muscle. In the same way, we also have a creativity muscle. Now, some of you might be thinking, uh, JR, I'm not very creative. I'm not a painter. I'm not an artist. I'm not a poet. I don't write books. I'm not a dancer or a musician. But it's very important that we don't mix up being creative with being artistic. Now, there are many other ways in which you can be creative outside of being artistic. I know historians and mathematicians and pastors and business owners who are wildly creative. But let's be honest, creativity requires large amounts of our energy, large amounts of courage, because it involves massive amounts of vulnerability. A few years ago, I heard someone articulate what the creative process is like and what we tell ourselves in six steps. Ready? Step one, this is awesome. Step two, this is tricky. Step three, this is crap. Step four, I am crap. Step five, this might be okay. Step six, this is awesome. <laughs> yep, this has been my mental journey on every single creative project I've ever worked on. And to be quite vulnerable with you, over the past few years, I've gone through every single one of these emotional steps multiple times in writing my new book, The Sacred Overlap. Every writing project I've created, every presentation, every talk, every sermon I've delivered, every new initiative I've, I have launched, yes, even developing this podcast has been through this creative process. Like I said, it is, an, it is incredibly vulnerable to be creative because once you're done developing something creative, you release that project into the world and you have no idea how it's going to be received. Will it be criticized or praised or even worse, ignored? altogether. But this is an important topic for us as resilient leaders because resiliency and creativity go hand in hand. Both require courage. Both are about learning to adapt and be creative in thinking and expressing things in new ways. And the question often comes up, how does one become a creative person? If 
it is in fact a creativity muscle. How do we work that muscle further? Well, I want to share with you today a framework that I came across several years ago that has significantly impacted my creative process. And I'm convinced that it can help you too. It's called the six hats of thinking. It was developed by Edward de Bono. De Bono is a physician, psychologist, author, inventor, philosopher, and consultant, originally from the country of Malta. Now, I've actually been to Malta. It's a beautiful little island in the middle of the Mediterranean. But in 1985, de Bono wrote a book called Six Thinking Hats. It's a fantastic book. And his premise is that our brains think in a series of distinct modes or directions. And because of this, we need to separate, we, we need separate tracks that can travel on uh, that we can travel on to help us think in various ways. And he offers six distinct and important ways of thinking about a particular issue, a problem, or a creative opportunity. This has been incredibly valuable for me, this framework. Now you've heard the expression, let's put on our thinking hats for a moment. Well, De Bono says that we need to put on six different colored thinking hats. Though not all at the same time, in fact, they should be put on at different times. And when we switch the direction of our thinking, it's like we take off one colored hat and put on another colored hat in the process. Now, I've used this frequently in my own life many on many occasions. I've done this by myself. I've also done this in teams. Now, sometimes it's been my own team. Other times it's been where I've been asked as a consultant to come in and help teams think about a particular issue, problem, strategy, or new initiative they're working on. I've even seen teams be very creative with this process. One team actually went to the store and bought six different colored hats and would represent that by having the leader stand up in front, wear that colored hat during that part of the process. When they were done, they would take that hat off. They would put on a new colored hat as to, to the next part of the process. Very, very creative. What are those six hats of thinking? Let me give them to you. You ready? The first hat is the white hat. Anytime you have a problem, you want to put your white hat on first because it represents facts. This is about information and data. This is thinking like a journalist. And this approach is as neutral and as objective as possible uh, of simply asking, what do we know? What do we need to find out? What information do we have and what's missing? And how will I get the information that I need? The second hat is the red hat. This is primarily about feelings and emotions. It's about intuition or hunches or gut feelings. It's very instinctive and it's emotional. It's asking the question, what am I feeling right now about this idea? What are my fears? What are my excitements? What do I not like about it? Certainly, feelings can change and no reasons need to be given during this process. This is uh, thinking less in our heads and more in our hearts about a particular situation or idea. Now, the third hat is the yellow hat. This is where we switch from the black hat, uh, of, oh, sorry, from the red hat of, of emotions to thinking about the yellow hat of optimism. Instead of the dark clouds uh, that we're thinking through, instead of the emotions we might be feeling, this is the bright sun shining down on us. This is where we talk through the benefits of this idea. The sun is shining. This is a wonderful idea. We point out the positives and the plus points in this. We articulate why this idea is beneficial and useful. What are the benefits to be gained if we do this? Um, and we also use as much logical reasoning as possible in this part of the process. 
And the fourth hat is the opposite of the yellow, and that is the black hat. This is where we play the role of the black cloud a little bit, where we are intentionally pessimistic for a few moments. We talk about the cautions, the difficulties, the problems, the weaknesses, the dangers of this particular idea or new initiative. This is where we spot potential risks and acknowledge why something wouldn't work. Uh, what are the downsides and the risks? What if we lost uh, out on this opportunity? This is where we offer logical reasons why we should proceed cautiously. We're trying to punch holes in the arguments here. Um, why do, why do, we don't need to be optimistic forever, but we're trying to strengthen the idea and the argument in the long run. Now, the fifth hat is the green hat. The green hat, green represents creativity and growth. And we think about alternatives. This is pure, good old-fashioned brainstorming time. What are the options? Is there another way that we can approach this? What if I approach this the opposite way than what I've been thinking thus far? What else have I not yet considered? These are the ideas, the alternatives, the possibilities. This is where we get to dream of what could be. And then lastly, we take off the green hat and we put on the blue hat. This hat is so important. It's almost meta. And what I mean by that is this is where we think about our thinking. This is where we think, we review what we've discussed thus far, and we consider what's most important. This is where we ask questions like, which hat should we wear moving forward? What else should we consider before taking action? And how might we take action? What are the next steps? This allows us to organize our thinking and to plan for action. Again, one more time, the white hat, facts. The red hat, feelings. The yellow hat, thinking optimistically. The green hat, thinking, sorry, the black hat, thinking pessimistically on why this would not work. The green hat, brainstorming new ideas, and the blue hat is helping us think about our thinking, summarize what we thought through, and set goals for next steps. Now, let me just briefly, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, by the way, along with a, a link to his book, The Six Thinking Hats. But let me give you a clear and brief example of how I work through this, and let me uh, help through think through this specific example of what I was thinking through whether I should start this podcast. Now, and I initially had the idea of possibly doing a podcast on resiliency, which I talked about, came about in my idea journal. Now, when I put on my white hat, I asked questions like, is there already a podcast out there on this important topic? Should I be the one to do it? How often should we have episodes? What should we talk about? And I put on my red hat, I focused on the feelings and emotions, my fears, like, do I have anything of value to say on this topic? What if it doesn't work? Will anybody listen to this podcast? I'm nervous that no one will care. <laughs> will it be worth it to do all this and to invest so much of my time in this? Um, then I put on the yellow hat, where I would think optimistically. Yes, I thought this conversation is important and nobody has a podcast about this topic specifically. This would add value to leaders. Plus, I love teaching and investing in leaders. So this would be a great way to do short, meaty, valuable spurts of resources. The black hat, this is where I took the pessimistic side. I said, everybody has a podcast. And in this pandemic, there are even more people who are creating new podcasts. Do we, I really need to add to the noise? Plus, there are so many other things that I can and should be working on right now. Is this the best use of my time? Maybe nobody will listen to this, or maybe people don't want any more information. They're just too tired in this season of uncertainty. And then I put on my green hat. This is where I was brainstorming and thinking about other possibilities in addition to the podcast, where I said, what if there are other ways I could equip leaders in the area of resiliency? 
Uh, is there other media to do that? Maybe I could add other resources and tools and spaces for people to connect in this growing community of people who believe that resiliency is really important. What else is out there? And then finally, I put on my blue hat. I was thinking about this of what needs to happen in the next stage. How many of my, uh, how many of my black hat thoughts are valid? How would I know? Who could I share my yellow hat thoughts with this week and get their red hat feelings on their perspective on it? Can I focus on some white hat questions that I have regarding content or frequency or length of these podcasts? See, this helped me set goals for the next steps of where I went from there. Now it's your turn. Here's my challenge for you. Think about a particular issue where you're feeling stuck, an area where you need to think differently or a creative project that you're working on that you want more creativity or focus on. Use DeBono's six hats either by yourself or with other people. It's incredibly exciting and generative when you have a discussion with others using these six hats. And don't be surprised if you see some creative breakthrough or some new ways and perspective of thinking you didn't have previously. DeBono's frameworks framework can be a valuable resource for you, your team, your organization, business, church, whatever it may be. Because in order to lead resiliently, we must first think resiliently. Again, I'd love for you to join in on the book launch team to help me get the message out about the sacred overlap out into the world. And again, there are incentives and perks and benefits for you to be a part of it. Will you join me in that? Again, the information is in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today. This podcast is produced by the dynamic Joel Limbowen at On A Limb Productions. His services, including this podcast, have been so helpful for me, and he's here to help you as well. Visit onalimproductions.com for all of your video and podcast needs, or you can check the link in the show notes. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning, and put those six hats on 